Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome to the 144th episode of Dope Nostalgia Podcast, and I'm your host, Naomi. This week's guest was very exciting to get in touch with. He created one of the original blogs that was one of those where are they now type deals from music from the 80s and 90s and seeing what people are up to today. He's one of the reasons I made a podcast like this because I was so intrigued by what he was doing. The name of the site is called Milk Carton Pop Stars. His name, Joe Valenzuela. And I'd love to have him on as a regular guest now because we have so many of the same common interest in music and finding out where everybody is, what they're doing nowadays. So without any further ado, the very first pop star we agreed to talk about together on today's show is Martika, the talented and beautiful and amazing Martika. So here's a little background story on her career. Wikipedia moment. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. Marta Marrero, better known by her stage name Martika, is an American pop singer and actress. She released two internationally successful albums in the late 1980s and early 1990s, which sold over 4 million copies worldwide. Her biggest hit was Toy Soldiers, which peaked at number one for two weeks on the American chart in mid-1989. She is also known for her role as Gloria on Kids Incorporated. Martika was born in California in 1969 to Cuban parents from Havana. She entered mainstream show business in an uncredited role as one of the girls in the 1982 motion picture Annie. This led to her being cast as Gloria on the long-running children's show Kids Incorporated as one of a group of neighborhood children who rise to local fame by singing stage productions at a corner malt shop. Once the second season began, she formally adopted her stage name Martika Marrero before shortening it to Martika, which she has used ever since. Martika and many other Kids Incorporated cast members were featured in the musical numbers from the Mr. T motivational video, Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool in 1984. Following her role in Kids Incorporated and Be Somebody, Martika was signed to Columbia Records. Her first solo release was released only in Japan. We Are Music was recorded to promote Sony cassette tapes in the Japanese market, where the song was released in 12-inch and 7-inch and CD formats. In 1987, Martika recorded a version of the Michael J. and Gregory Smith song, Bounce Back, which included a music video, which was aired on Entertainment 80 although it was not available for purchase. Her first album, 1988's Martika, spawned the song Toy Soldiers, which she co-wrote with her producer, Michael J., and it became a top five hit in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Germany, and Australia, everywhere. In the U.S., Toy Soldiers spent two weeks at number one in 89. Two additional singles went to top 40, More Than You Know, and I Feel the Earth Move, which was a cover of Carol King's classic song from the album Tapestry. Both of those tracks also hit the top 20 in the U.S. dance charts. Now here's our wheelhouse, into the 90s. Martika wrote and recorded a song for the arachnophobia soundtrack called Blue Eyes Are Sensitive to the Lights. Then in 91, Martika approached Prince to do some new tracks. 
Among these was her second and last U.S. top 10 single, Love Thy Will Be Done, which also became a top 10 hit in the U.K. and reached number one in Australia. Her second album, Martika's Kitchen, came out and peaked at number 111 on the Billboard Top Albums chart. The album was a bigger success abroad, though on a lesser scale than her debut. Still, there are some amazing songs on there, like Colored Kisses, the title track, Martika's I almost said chicken. Martika's Kitchen, Temptation, another track from this album, was covered by Patti LaBelle on her album, Burnin'. Martika's been doing some acting as well. She played the role of lounge singer Dalia Mendez on the series Wise Guy in 1990. And what has she been doing now? We're going to talk about it. Welcome our new friend, Joe Valenzuela, to the show. All right, welcome, Joe, to the show. And I'm just so excited to have you here because I remember finding your site a couple of years back when I was starting to think about nostalgia and 90s music and wanting to do this kind of a podcast where I was just like, oh, this is a great idea what you've done here. So can you tell everybody about your site? Yeah, well, I should say defunct site because I haven't updated it in years. Um, it was a site that I had started called, it was a blog called Milk Carton Pop Stars. And just the whole idea of, you know, like missing kids being on the back of milk cartons. And uh, I'm also a graphic designer. So I did all the graphics and everything, all the like mock-ups. <laughs> and I just thought it was something fun to like, because I'm very nostalgic, especially of 80s and 90s music. And I just kind of wanted to highlight artists that kind of have gone away, or at least from the public eye and like, mm -hmm. you know, what happened to them? Maybe not like the ones everyone remembers, but the ones only like some of us remember. And so, yeah. So when I came across your podcast, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I would love to like turn milk, milk, milk carton pop stars into a podcast, but it's like, you beat me to it. So <laughs> That just means you'll have to be on the show more often. Awesome. I would love that. But, but it's cool because it's generally the same idea. When I started Dope Nostalgia, at the first idea was just to do super rare, obscure artists. Yeah. But then- I was like, well, we'll just talk about everybody, but, of course. but yeah, your website kind of inspired that for me, honestly, oh, thank you. you know, and it was quite popular. Like, I mean, a lot of people would comment and, and say, and they'd offer you like what they last heard about this artist or, you know, that probably helped a lot. Yeah. I even had a couple of the actual artists comment, which was insane. I was like, oh my God, they actually read this or found this. What was an example of that? Um, the two that I can think of, uh, one was, I don't know if you remember Icy Blue. She was a female rapper. That's you know, the I one I was thinking of because I, I saw her comment. Girl. Yeah, she commented. And then one of the guys from Lanier. I don't know if you remember Lanier. Yep. Yeah, like sending all my love. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of them commented. And then I would just get random messages from people and emails. So, yeah, you never know. And I met a lot of other cool um music fans and you guys have actually talked about um i think it's the isle of deserted pop stars yeah just run by grant who's from toronto mm. and um i don't know if you've ever chatted with him but he's a, a friend of mine too we met on a kylie minogue message board years ago so i've been trying to reach out to uh, a few people who are nostalgic as i am to have them on the show because i think it's uh it's nice to some have that common ground with somebody like right yeah, I remember there's people basically I found your site, I think, because every you 
And I think probably everyone finds your site by going, I wonder what happened to this person. And then when you search it, there you are. I know. I feel like I should like revive it or I think it's due for a comeback. You know, the 90s are back. So maybe maybe I'll maybe you've inspired me to do that. (laughs) And I apologize if you hear crinkling. My dog is here. So I'm like giving him treats to like keep him occupied so he won't bark while we're recording. You're fine. You're fine. I have a I have a pet here, as you can see, too, who keeps walking in front of the camera. She wants attention. (laughs) Um, How now the artist we're going to talk about today, Martika. Yes. I remember her being very big for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you discover her? Wow. Um, So there's kind of like, there's the long answer and the short answer. I guess um, I I had actually sent you some clips of the television show Kids Incorporated. And Mm -hmm. Martika was one of the cast members. And it was a show... um, like Fergie was on there. Well, to me, she's still Stacy because she was always Stacy Ferguson. <laughs> yep. And, um, you know, Stacy Ferguson, Mario Lopez was a dancer. Um, and I'm just talking their cast, like Rosan Patterson, who's also, you know, an accomplished R&B singer. Renee Sandstrom, as she was known back then, who was also one third of Wild Orchid. And Shanice Wilson was a backup dancer for a hot no minute. Way. Yeah, all these people Shanice. were on the show. So, so I remember- so that's, two, that's two Wild Orchids then. At yeah, R- Renee and Stacy were both from Kids Incorporated. So I remembered Kids Incorporated. It was on syndication here in the US. And I remember watching it like like 85, so probably like the second season. And you know, I remember the show. I remember like when it went to the Disney Channel, like we didn't have the Disney Channel, so I would only see it like on the free weekends. So anyway, so fast forward to late 1988, I kept hearing this song on the radio and I was like probably 11 and I was going to turn 12 in January. So I kept hearing the song on the radio. I was like, oh my God, I love this song. And I kept hearing it and hearing it. And then I would see the video on MTV and it said, Martika, more than you know. And I was like, I asked my mom when we went to the mall, like, mom, can I buy? I bought the seven inch, the 45. <laughs> and I remember walking into the, into the record store and I found the single. I was so excited. And I just remember picking it up and I'm looking at it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is Gloria from Kids Incorporated. Like, I immediately knew who she was because to me, she just always stood out, you know, because she was a little older. And so that's kind of where, like, the fandom began. And then I remember my mom got me her her cassette um, for my 12th birthday, which was in January. And I, oh, my God, my poor mother, I listened to that thing over and over and over, you know. And just to me, it was just like fun pop music and dancey and, you know, because I'm from that era. So like I was obsessed with Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, the Jets, New Kids on the Block. I know we haven't even talked about Jordan Knight because that's uh, that's my first love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have something in common. Big oh time. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I even wrote an article about a blog uh, about him. Sorry, I'm like, all like, oh, um, <laughs> there was a blog called My First Gay Crush. And yeah. I I'll send you the link, but I wrote it. Uh, an entry about Jordan Knight. I was like, like my first love, Jordan Nathaniel Marcel. <laughs> I have to read this. <laughs> you'll, you'll get a kick my out first of it. love too. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, well, I didn't know back then. I was just like, he's so cool. I want to be like him. I remember driving my parents crazy. We went to uh, Universal Studios the summer of 89 and I had to have a Batman t-shirt because Jordan had a Batman t-shirt in the mm. you know, in one of the videos. Yeah. Um, so I was obsessed with all that pop music at the time, freestyle, like all of that. And then, you know, 
Madonna. Um, but then I think it was the first time that I ever saw like a pop star that like looked and sounded like I talked, you know, because she was Latina and I, you know, representation matters. And I guess I didn't really realize it at the time, but I just immediately was drawn to her. And then I found out she was Cuban American from Los Angeles. I was like, and I just, I became obsessed. Like everyone at school was like, oh my God, all you talk about is Martika and blah, blah, blah. I even made a Martika doll for like art class. <laughs> so Aww. yeah, yeah, it's, it, I know I always told my mom, I was like, God, you probably like know that whole album by heart because I would listen to it so much. So I think yeah, that's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, um, you know, they always joke, you know, gay guys, we have like our childhood divas and she was mine. Like to this day, like I just, you know, over the years, I'd be like, what's your favorite singer? I was like, Martika. And people would be like, the girl sing Toy Soldiers. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you yeah. don't understand. Like, <laughs> well, I think I put, people don't understand now, like 30 years later, that. Right. During that short period of time, she was very popular. Yeah, she was I mean, huge. Yeah. And I think she was really well respected too. Like she right. wasn't, she, she didn't come across as just a pop tart. Like she seemed like she had some right. substance to her. Yeah. And I kept hearing about her. Right. From all like the music video shows. And we had much music in Canada. So that's okay. where she would get played. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, for some reason, I hadn't been listening to her yet. Oh, okay. No, nah, yeah. I didn't start listening to her until Martika's Kitchen came out. Okay, but that's that was a great I'm album too. Like <laughs> late to the party. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> the point is you participated. <laughs> videos you sent me um the clips from kids inc Kids yeah. incorporated um this she sings this hollow note song possession yeah. something it sounds uh, like session yeah possession obsession yeah possession obsession and her voice to me she almost had like a stevie nicks quality about her she had like a maturity in her voice beyond her years from what i could see yeah i could hear that how she, how she carried herself and how she sounded vocally and I thought that was really impressive because how old, I know you said she was a little older in the cast, but how old do you think she was at that so, time? Okay, so she was 19 when her debut album came out. Mm. How old was she? God, so that was like, uh, she was like 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah, like, 
So she was a little older. So she was like a teenager, but I don't know. She just, to me, like when I would go back and watch. So that's the other thing. So when I became obsessed with Martika, you know, I knew they would show reruns of Kids Incorporated on the Disney Channel. So I was like, mom, we have to have the Disney Channel. Like I have to see Martika. <laughs> so we got the Disney Channel and then I would record every episode of Kids Incorporated. I didn't even know there was a, a season before the 85 season. So it's just like, and to me, it was like, you know, hearing her and to me, she just stood out amongst the cast. Like she was just like, oh my God. Like, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, so she, I think she had that in her. Like she's been performing professionally since she was 11. Mm. she was an orphan in the movie Annie she's one of the dancers in Annie and I don't know she just had something like so much stage presence and charisma and I think that transcended to, to when she finally released a pop album and you mm. know to me she stood out from like don't get me wrong I love Debbie Gibson I love Tiffany I still love mm. them both to this day but to me she was just like I don't know she was just like so sophisticated in the way she dressed was really like I don't know. Like she didn't have the big ratty mall hair like all the other singers back then. And yeah. It, it was just like stood out to me. Yeah. She had a depth to her that was different yeah. than the other ones. For I sure. Felt. Um, but yeah, the first song, of course, that I remember being a huge standout hit for her was was Toy Soldiers. Was that yeah. off the debut album? Yeah, that was off the debut album. It was the second single. And it was it went to number one here in the U.S. for two weeks. She kept Madonna's "Express Yourself" from going to number one. Damn, <laughs> um, that's a, that's a fun fact. Um, and I know it went like top five in other countries. Like she was huge in the U.K. and Australia, uh, all over Europe. In Spain, she was really big in Spain. You know, um, but yeah, that was a huge single. I remember that song. Like by the time that song was released, I had already been listening to the album for like several months. So you know, mm -hmm. I knew it inside out and. Yeah, they even recorded the song in Spanish and Japanese. Ooh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like she got to associate and connect and work with a lot of people who were big time for, yeah, for, for a sure. new artist. Yeah. You know? um, example of that being Prince. What do you know about the collaborations with Prince? How did, were you a Prince fan too? I mean, I was, I think like most kids in the eighties and the nineties, we all like knew Prince. I remember my older sister really liked Prince and, you know, the Purple Rain album was like on heavy rotation growing up. Um, what I know and what, what I've heard and um, what I've heard from, well, and I, I messed, mess, ah, I can't even talk. I mentioned this to you that I've since become friends with her and her husband, like mm -hmm. years later, like who would have thought? Yeah. Um, like if you told 12 year old me, like, you're going to be friends with Martika one day, I'd be like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I know. But, um, so what she's told me and what I've read up is that she was working on the second album. There was actually, I believe, and there was, they had recorded the second album, but it just, she wasn't happy with it. So she kind of went back to the drawing board. And I think the label asked her like who she wanted to work with. And she mentioned that she was a huge Prince fan. And I know that she had taken a notebook of lyrics she wrote to Paisley Park. And he asked her to leave them for her or leave them with him. And um, that's how a lot of those songs came to be. And I know she had mentioned in interviews that uh, Martika's Kitchen, the song was a gift to her when she arrived at Paisley Park. She's like, I wrote this for you. Like, so, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, but like, you know, the song that everyone, like the most famous of the collaborations was obviously Love Thy Will Be Done. 
which was mm-hmm. the top 10 hit in the US. It was it went to number one for five weeks in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful song, a beautiful, beautiful song. And um, it was a prayer that she had written at then Prince turned it into a song. So mm-hmm. that's how that song came to be. It's one of my favorite songs ever. And the video is beautiful and just classic. I find it so incredible that he took the time. You know what I mean? That he he could recognize that this girl was talented and had something yeah. to her and he took the time to take her lyrics and make something amazing out of it because he's such a megastar. Yeah. But I, and I know that he, he was also he's very picky you Mm -hmm. know he was very picky too so i mean that is something to be said in itself that fact that he cared enough to get involved yeah and there was four songs on the album let's see wait i'm i should know this i know those albums like in and out but there was martika's kitchen love they will be done there's a song called spirit and then don't say you love yeah those are the four that prince worked with and you could tell they were Prince songs, even like the spelling, like don't say like the letter U, love me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, Martika's Kitchen uh, wasn't huge all over, like not in the oh. US, but it was really big in Canada. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it was on our video countdowns quite a bit and uh, in regular rotation on much music. So it did well here. That's awesome. Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So, please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Hello, this is erotica romance author, podcaster, sex blogger, Bruin Willow. Oh, yeah. 
with Ruin Willow podcast. And on my podcast, I talk about all things related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, erotica. I want to help you enjoy your life and have better sex using the tools of erotica, erotic audio, and interviews talking with sexuality experts in the field of sexual health, sexuality, and sexual wellness. Come listen to my podcast. I have a wide range of topics and fiction erotica storytelling. What's that cool going down? What's that chill rushing through you? What's that Yeah, I was really shocked that that song wasn't bigger, like looking back on it, because I mean, it was such a cool song. And I mean, she looks gorgeous in that video. I mean, the video was so cool and just it had just such a cool vibe. And like, I don't, I don't even remember them playing it on MTV here. Like the only way I saw it was, did you guys have the box in Canada? It was like a, a yeah. channel you could call. Yeah. So like they would play it on the box and they would also play it on um, like she was huge, like within like the Latin community. So she would always be on like programs she's bilingual so she would be on lots of programs and there was um mtv international which was hosted by daisy fuentes and so she was on there a lot and i remember they showed the video there and that was like a uh, i wouldn't say like a cable show or it was mm. shown in latin america but i think in the u.s it was in certain markets but yeah like the song was huge everywhere else but i went to number one in spain the single i know that but you know, the U.S. sometimes doesn't appreciate. <laughs> it, it misses a lot. Yeah. You know? I, I get it. It's, and that's why it's like a lot of people break out as musicians and stars in other countries like Europe and Japan because For sure. it's, it's hard. The U.S. is like the final test. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny yeah. speaking of, you know, because like her first two singles went top. 20 in the u.s but then by the time i feel the earth move came out i don't know if you knew that song if it was popular in canada it was a, a cover of the carol king song i know that yep okay so she did a version it's like super high energy and it was starting to like pick up steam but what i found out later in life was that um it it happened or it was released at the same time as the san francisco earthquake so a lot of radio stations pulled it from their playlist oh wow yeah but it went on to be a huge hit in europe and australia like but if you go to other countries and say martika the back i feel the earth move like that's one of her like most popular songs and i love her version of it it's just super intense high energy you know little me would dance around in my bedroom pretending i was martika <laughs> <laughs> flicking awesome. my hair back and forth when i had hair you know <laughs> did you ever have a chance to see her live I finally had a chance to see her live as, as an adult. I remember she came, she did a U.S. tour shopping for Rick Astley. Whoa. Yeah. Geez. And I remember wanting to go to the show so bad. And my mom didn't let me go because I think I didn't like do my chores or something. I don't know. That's the excuse I was given. I just remember oh, like freaking banjo. out. Being so dramatic, like, I hate you. I can't believe you're not letting me go. I love my chica. You don't understand, love. You know, so you're fast. Ruining my life, mom. Yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> dramatic 12 year old. But, you know, she made up for me. She took me to see like Bananarama and like <laughs> George Michael, Debbie Gibson. Um, 
So I finally got to see her years later when she released a single. God, the dates are like, I'm drawing a blank, but um, she released a single like, uh, God, I don't know, like 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, uh, a dance single. And at this point, I'd already become uh, friends with her and her husband. And I had helped them, um, you know, just get some venues for some clubs so she could do some live dates. So, you know, years later, and I just remember finally meeting her and I was just like trembling, just like, oh, my God, I was so nervous. And, you know, because, you know, they say never meet your idols. But, you know, in this case, it was like, you know, it was amazing. So, yeah, I got to see her live. I've gotten to see her live a few times. And, you know, the fan in me is like, why did she stop? Like, you know, she's such an amazing performer. But then, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, life happens. The The music industry is horrible from stories i've read beast yeah from like not even stories i've heard from her but from you know reading you know other artists what they've gone through and um yeah i did get to see her so it was it was really cool and um they did like updated versions like dance remixes of like all of her songs it was really cool so Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool that you've established the relationship you have with her. And I can understand too, why like people sometimes walk away from the business. Like you said, it is, it is very cruel, but yeah. burnout, overwhelming. The fame, yeah. Some people are like, no, fame's not for me, you know? And I think for her, it was just because she's, she was so young when she started. And I think it was just, um, con- I mean, she was like doing it from the age 11 to like, she was like 22 when she like walked away like yeah so I get it like I would have been burned out too so and she said at 22 right yeah Yeah. you know I know she said in interviews like she she, you know she meant to take a couple months off a couple months turned into a year year turned into 10 years (laughs) and you know she's always done stuff over the years like songwriting working with other artists behind the scenes but you know so as a fan you know it was just like I would try and find out any little bit of information I could ever find out you know like I was some other fans would be like oh I heard she did background vocals on this album so I'd like seek out that album and then back to Wild Orchid I don't know if you knew this but her mom was their manager for a while no I didn't yeah she was their manager and I knew some other Kids Inc fans and a group of us met up um one of the suburbs just outside of Chicago we somehow snuck backstage. It was like a radio show. It was Wild Orchid, No Mercy. Um, this is like the mid to late night, like late nineties. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got backstage. We brought flowers for them, and I obviously I was excited to meet Wild Orchid, but I was more excited to meet her mom. Like this is the woman that birthed Martique. <laughs> 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 like I went up to her and I said, "Legend." Yeah, I went up to her in Spanish. Like, oh my god, you're Martika's mom, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like, mm-hmm. it was just fun. Like. I, looking back on it it was just kind of like you know who would have thought years later I would have you know actually gotten to meet her and you know have a a relationship so you know you never know you know it's a good path in life everything worked out nicely yeah would have thought you know (laughs) it's funny Um, when you mentioned wild orchid too because like I had only heard of them well I have to start by saying I don't think any Canadians can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Kids Incorporated aired in Canada unless you had like satellite television. That makes sense. I think it only aired in the U.S. and it was a very like, you know, niche market because you could only really yeah. watch it if you had 
the Disney Channel at one point, you know. The Disney Channel is big in the States. We didn't have it, but we had Family Channel, which aired a lot of the Disney Channel programming, which was okay. also, I believe, satellite only. So that's where we'd get like the new Mickey Mouse Club. So okay. I would be able to see that at, well, if someone at someone's house with a satellite. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I was very aware, though, of like Stacey Ferguson and what because of Wild Orchid. And the reason I heard of them wasn't because of the show Kids Incorporated. It was because of J.C. Chazé. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I think he wrote and produced a lot of their songs. He did, a, I want to say two songs on their third album that ended okay, up. Did just two songs. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, what sucks is because that album never actually came out. It got shelved. I think the, I don't know if the label dropped them or what happened, but I just know promo copies were sent out. There was a single release. And then I don't know. It's just, I never understood why they never took off because mm -hmm. they're amazing singers, you know, and they they never I don't know like I don't know but <laughs> I, I their songs were really remember. strong too yeah and I vividly remember um when he was working with them like they were because they even signed with their management I think mm -hmm. it was a Johnny Wright was that his name yep yeah so they signed with him and then you know they were like in all the magazines like JC is working with Wild Orchid and blah 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 so yeah um yeah, so I don't, I don't know. You know, sometimes you have all the talent in the world, but mm -hmm. this doesn't happen. I don't know. But, well, that's cool that you know who Wild Orchid is because I feel like not everyone remembers them or people remember That's going to be our next but... episode together. Oh my God, let's do a Wild Orchid episode. <laughs> I, I have a funny, well, I don't know if I should save it for that episode. or Save it for that episode for okay. sure. But it's Write about, it down. yeah, it's about Martika. So that's why oh. I want to, I want to okay, mention I'm sorry, okay. go ahead then. <laughs> so, so when Martika like disappeared off the, sorry, let me pick up my dog because he's going to be barking all this time. Sorry. Cool. <laughs> Hi, cutie. This is a blue. He's like, who are you talking to, daddy? Um, so when Martika kind of like disappeared, I was in the fan club and I think it was one of the only, I was in her fan club and the party's fan club because I was obsessed with the party. So, oh, yes. Yeah. And that's how I found your podcast because I was, I, Chase was on another podcast. And I was like, well, let me see what else, what other podcasts he's been on. And then I saw your podcast. And then I started like going through all the topics. I was like, oh my God, this girl and I should like be BFFs. Like, you know, yeah. like, uh, Tara Kemp and the Anna one was where you meant, well, at least where I heard you guys mention my podcast or my blog. And I was like, oh my God, people know my blog still. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. But okay. So, I was in the fan club and I kept, um, they had like a pen pals. I don't know, like, were you in new kids, uh, fan clubs back in the day or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. So they had a pen pal club, you know, where you could like, and I, and I became pen pal, pals with a lot of people. I'm still friends with one of the girls I was pen pals with back in the day. She's from Australia and we found each other on like MySpace, like when that was a thing and Whoa, yeah, crazy. Cool. Anyways, so I crazy me is like well I'm gonna like write to all these people and see if anybody knows what happened to her like at this point I think I'm I was the only one that cared <laughs> like, you know there was like enough to like go that route well anyway so one of the people responded to me they're like oh I just kept hearing weird rumors like oh she's in New York she's recording music again blah 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 but then someone's like well you know Stacy Ferguson has a photo fan club and she sells copies of photos so you should write to her so I sent her a letter you know just like oh you know 
I'm a huge Martika fan and um, I'm just wondering if you know anything about her and do you have any photos of her for sale? I wish I had them here, but I'll have to dig them out and mail them to you. Um, anyway, so she sent me, she's like, she sold me pictures. <laughs> she sent me pictures of like, it was when Toy Soldiers went number one mm -hmm. and they had a party at Martika's house and they're together. And then there's pictures when the Martika's Kitchen album came out, the release party. So there's a picture of like her and Renee with her and like, you know, just like a Kids Inc. reunion, basically. Well, anyways, so after that happened, like she would send me postcards like, hey, I have a new group coming out. Make sure you check us out. And like it was Wild Orchid. And I had never even I knew nothing that she was in a band. But I remember getting a postcard with like the album cover. And it said like, uh, at night I pray the first single from Wild Orchid and blah, blah, blah. So lo and behold, I have Stacy Ferguson to thank also for, <laughs> you know. Thanks, Fergie. <laughs> right? like introducing me to this band and, you know, bringing, you know, giving me a little hope that I would find out whatever happened to Martina. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. That means you've got some pictures that a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah. Well, we should, actually, we should so put them in our social media for the episode if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll um I'll dig them out. I have them all here. I'm like like looking around because I moved into a new apartment earlier this year and I'm rearranging the apartment like every week because I can't decide on the layout. But I have all the <laughs> stuff here. I have all my scrapbooks. There's a couple that made it out because I shared them with um I don't know, since you follow a lot of these blogs from back then. Did you ever follow God, I can't remember the name of the blog now. It was like pop trash something or another it was, it was this guy from australia uh, God, i can't remember the name of the blog when it was he and i became really good friends and he used to work for a website called idolator it was kind I of like heard a, of idolator yeah it was a music website now he now he's like a big deal and, and mike if you're listening i haven't talked to him forever but i love you to death <laughs> um nice. so he was from australia so we like we interviewed martika for his blog and he was like, send me some of those pictures and we'll post them. So we did post, I want to say, like the one of her with Stacy when the Martika's Kitchen um, album was released. But I don't think we ever, I ever sent him the one of them when Toy Soldiers went number one. Either way, I'll find those pictures and I'll send them to you. So, well, yeah, yeah, we'll put them up for the uh, social media to promote yeah. the show. I'd love that. Yeah, I even have a picture of Martika looking at my scrapbook, which to me was one of the most surreal things that ever happened <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I can't even imagine watching her do that. Like, oh my goodness. She's yeah, it was, it. it was very, I was just like, it, she thought it was cool because she like, I had all these like clippings because, you know, I had pen pals from Spain, Australia, the UK. So they would send me all the stuff that came out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know. If you could pick a Martika song that's not well known, like a deep cut, that we mm -hmm. should play on the episode a clip of which one would you pick Ooh. okay i'll pick i'll narrow it down to an actual martika song and not one she was featured on um there's a song that was the b-side to toy soldiers called exchange of hearts i don't know if you're familiar with that song and i never understood why it wasn't on the album it's such a cool song it's almost kind of like new wave sounding Maybe that's yeah. why it was a little too, it's just such a cool song and it's out there now. Like they did like a deluxe reissue of her debut and they included that. And it's, it's a really cool song. It's one of my favorite songs. I'll play a clip of it too. That'll be yeah. great. 
Yeah. Anything you want to say to wrap things up before, uh, before we end this episode? Yeah. Um, well, check out her website. Yes. <laughs> I actually designed it. So it's, uh, oh my Martika, goodness. Wow. Yeah. Martika, martika.com. Um, I know she's, you know, obviously with the pandemic, things have slowed down, but prior to that, she was doing a lot of, um, like the nostalgia tours and especially Australia. She was huge there in the UK. Mm. So, but I mean, you never know what, what's what's cooking up in Martika's kitchen you know <laughs> she might surprise ah. us one day and like <laughs> you never know you never know yeah thank you Joe for a second you know you can follow us on twitter at nostalgia dope instagram at dope underscore nostalgia visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785 this podcast is licensed by socan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work